Hello, and welcome to our first ever episode of Fear Feeding Friday, where we are going to try to upload a episode every Friday on Fridays, because why not? And also what makes this podcast a little more interesting is we are definitely going to do, we decided to combine the two together. We love true crime, unsolved mystery, and paranormal activities. So we decided, let's not, why not combine the two? Might be abnormal, but it's okay. That's what we're going to do. My name is Lena. I am from Toronto, and I've always had a huge interest in true crime, unsolved mystery, and paranormal activities. Because, you know, a lot of the stuff makes me wonder. It makes me wonder why people do the stuff that they do. It makes me wonder why ghosts want to possess the things they want to possess. So, so I decided it would be a great opportunity to start this podcast where I can do my own research and find out answers for myself. Even if no one else wants to listen to us. That's perfectly fine. But I decided that I want to do this podcast with my dear sister. So I have invited her on to be a co-host. Hello, my name's Lynn, and I live in Ottawa, but I'm also from Toronto. Um, I started this podcast with my sister because she brought up uh, the idea, and I've also always loved true crime and mysteries and paranormal activities. So I was like, okay, that sounds really interesting, so why not? And now here we are. So before we get started, we're just going to tell you what, quickly what we're eating. So you'll hear us eating in the background. I am doing Starbucks today because I was too lazy to cook. I got a lemon loaf that's melted in my bag and those two little egg white situations that they've started at Starbucks and a venti size caramel ice macchiato. And for me, I have made some congee um, and I put it together along with some cured pork that I made the other day. Ooh, delicious. So today, we're going to talk about the famous hotel in Ottawa because it's haunted. And we like the sound of that. And it's supposedly the most haunted hotel in Canada, which I thought was surprising and really hard to believe considering the fact that Canada is ginormous and it's huge and there's a lot of spirit walking this earth. But okay, we'll go with that. And I, I would like to point out to not... Um confuse that with a hostel because they're we're not saying that's more haunted than certain other places it's just the most haunted hotel this is true now very true um so we are going to talk about the famous hotel that sits in ottawa like a giant castle called well wait what is it called now it's called chateau laurier <laughs> It's called the Chateau Laurier. You will find that I do this a lot. I lose my trail of thoughts or I just forget words or I forget how to speak altogether. But hey, that's okay. That's why I have a co-host. That's why a podcast is perfect. <laughs> you know, so Lynn, why don't you tell me a little bit more about the story since she came to me with this story. That's what intrigued me. So um, a couple years back, I went on a haunted walk in Ottawa with some friends, and uh, we passed by the Chateau Laurier. And I passed by it every day for work, but never really thought much of it. And they had told me that there have been many sightings of um, a ghost within the Chateau Laurier, kind of like, I believe. Uh, in the stairs and somewhere on the higher floors, and they believe it to be Charles Hayes, the man who started this project and 
wasn't able to see the completion of it. So now he haunts the halls, kind of watching over his hotel and making sure everything's good. Which is sort of creepy, but kind of cool at the same time. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, which we consider him as a guardian angel that's watching over his hotel, or... I think so. Like, from what I know, like, none of the um, sightings seem, like, Malicious. Evil intentions, mm. kind of thing. Yeah, malicious. So, who knows? This is true now. So, we're going to rewind a little bit and we're going to find out who Charles Melville Hayes is. So, from what we understood, he he decided to have this hotel commission. And he had his commission because he wanted to expand his business. He is the general manager of a really big railway um, in Canada. It's called the Grand Trunk Railway. So I guess he wanted to build hotels that uh, coincide with his tracks. So that way when, I guess, visitors come off, they immediately have a place to stay that was luxurious, gorgeous, and what have you. So that's part of kind of how he got started. So let's go back. We went a little bit to the beginning. In 1912, he had gone to Europe to pick out a dining room furniture for the hotel. But unfortunately, on April the 15th, he had actually gone down with the Titanic and never made it back for the grand opening of his hotel, which was set to open two weeks later. Which, also kind of weird because usually I always like to believe that where you supposedly pass is usually where your spirits kind of stays or hopefully crossover. Um, so it yeah. makes me wonder if like, did aside from the body, like did they bring something back that allow him to travel with this object? Cause you know, like in Supernatural, the only way haunting can happen or if they can travel is if, cause like this wears a Tashim object of some sort. So it makes me wonder if that was the case aside from his body, you know, cause they did bring back his body to for burial of course, but I don't think he was attached to his body because, hello, he was dead. So, <laughs> I don't think that was the reason. But, hey, anyways, we're going to rewind a little bit. And we're going to find out who exactly is this Hayes guy and what is he all about. So, Charles was born in Rock, Illinois. Well, Rock Island, Illinois on May 16th in 1856. So, he was American. His family later moved to St. Louis, Missouri. In Missouri is where he built his career in the railroad railroad business, working for the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad. After working his way up, he became the general manager to the Grand Trunk Railroad, which is the DTR of Canada. To rewind a little bit further, on October 13th, 1881, he married Clara Jennings. And together they had four daughters. Jennings? Jennings. Jennings. And together they had four daughters. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you say their names. <laughs> Orion, Clara, Marjorie, and Louise. Oh, that's cute. Clara's name after the mother, Clara. Mm-hmm. At least I hope. Watch me get this information wrong. My bad. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we know he had four that daughters. That, that much we knew, mm-hmm. okay? We, we knew he had four daughters. Like, so, no, so that's the little story of him and who he is. We didn't find much information um, in terms of his personal life and what else he did other than what we already just know. 
But so we do know mm-hmm. that he just obviously decided to travel to Europe to purchase a dining room furniture for what uh, for what uh, would be known now as the Chateau Laurier Hotel. And it was actually named after the seventh Canadian Prime Minister, Sir Wilfred Laurier. And um, it, I, it's such it's such a cool way of um, little, 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 word vomit. So that's all because that's how we know. And what's interesting is that while he was in Europe, he actually had other plans to board a different boat to come back from Europe. But instead, three days before he had um, boarded this, um, this you know, planned ship, he decided to reach out to his connections because for some strange reason, he was sort of stingy with his money. So he wanted to see if there was a way that he could start try to save money and, and what have you. So he used his connections, which he knew a lot of powerful people. Like, this guy was very well known. He used his connection, and three days before boarding the original plan, he had managed to get himself and his wife and his daughter, his son-in-law, his maid, his secretary, onto the Titanic. I mean, that's awesome because the Titanic looks gorgeous, and who wouldn't want to travel on the Titanic? Little did they know, of course. So when the Titanic struck an iceberg, Hayes decided to help save the women in his party first. And I'm sure he also helped um, other women get onto their uh, lifeboats to get off. Um which in turn got him, his son-in-law, and his secretary to not be able to board any lifeboats. They actually sunk down with the ship. Which is actually like so sad. Like, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like, you were there on a job, you would never expect to die, and now suddenly you're like, "Fuck, I'm dying on my job, literally," and I have no say mm-hmm. in the matter because. You know, this guy has paid me to be here with him. His secretary. I, I mean, what does the secretary do on a boat or, like, while he's traveling? I wonder what, like, because it's, what's interesting. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's, like, in charge of, like, the paperwork and, like, finding connections and stuff like that. Mm. And what's funny, too, is that while he was in Europe, he was actually really sick. So, for a while, he couldn't actually leave his hotel either. So, I, like, I'm just, like, so what did everyone in his party do? You know, like, did they just go sightseeing? And pick up furniture for him. Like, I don't even know. And I think what makes it more interesting for me is, like, why did you all go all the way to Europe to buy a dining room furniture? Well, okay, maybe not A. Maybe it was commissioned. <laughs> maybe not A, but that's a little extreme. Anyways, yeah. um, what's interesting is that for a while, they couldn't figure out which daughter had actually passed away on the Titanic. I'm not entirely sure why they couldn't figure it out because, um, in the sense that, like, didn't the daughter that was alive was like, I'm here, I'm not dead, but I guess not, you know? I, I, I don't know what to make of that. But what what made um, it more interesting was um, there was another woman that had boarded the ship named Margaret Hayes, and she had managed to escape with her Pomeranian lady. So I think that's what there. That's where the confusion lie because it turns out Orion actually didn't even register her name on um, on the boat. It was her husband that registered their names. So I guess she was his plus one. Mm. Yeah. So that's where I was that like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But still, it still makes you wonder. Like, didn't didn't like your family go? Yeah, no, no. My sister Orion died, not me. Or like, because it was because they did have a sister named Margaret also, right? So it's like, 
didn't the real Margaret was like, no, my sister died, not me. I don't know. Well, like, at the same time, they didn't really have, like, the conveniences we have of today, right? Hmm. So it's possible that this uh, rumor started and someone had written it down, but it was a while until someone realized that the, the real Margaret Hayes, or, well, not real Margaret Hayes, but, like, the one that they're looking for was alive and well. So... It really depends on, like, the information and where it was coming from, right? Well, this is true I'm now. sure they were probably just looking at the records that Titanic had. Hmm. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. That Pomeranian, good job for escaping the Titanic. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job, you know? I mean, like, well, look, look at Jack and Rose. Jack ended up did not surviving, you know? So... For a problem rating, you survive. Good for you. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> um, so, anyways, with that being said, you know it was a, it was a tragic, and they did find his body. They just bring they did bring him back for you know two different um, burial ceremonies. Um, however, though, it did not delay the hotel from actually opening on his set date, which was April twenty sixth, nineteen twelve. They did, however, have two. So for a while, we couldn't figure out which date it actually launched because when during our research, some people said it was June 12th. Some people said it was April 26th. Um, you know, because of his death, it delayed the whole process by seven months. But then there are some sources that says, no, they had definitely, you know, they definitely opened when they had meant to open. So we have learned mm-hmm. that two, both of those dates are actually correct. They did actually open on the 26th of April 1912 as a soft opening, I guess, is what we call it these days. But they did yeah. actually do a grand opening on June 12th of 1912. So that much we definitely discovered. But to commemorate this stunning past, the Minister of Environment designated the Fairmont Chateau Laurier a National Historical Site of Canada. So that happened in 2017. Oh, wait, no. The, the Fairmont Chateau Bay joined the Historical Hotel Worldwide in 2017. Which is really recently, which I'm shocked that it took so long mm-hmm. for them to be like, you're now considered a historical site that we cannot tour down or, like, mess with in any way because you're now been around forever. So I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, it took you 2017? That was only three years ago. Meanwhile, this hotel's been well, around for, like... there's, like... And during a time that has to pass for you to become an historic site. Bullshit. That's, awesome. That's a long time. We should have looked into that. <laughs> Bullshit. That's a really long time still. Um, well, like, also I found, like, I think from what I heard previously, too, is that, like, you can position, um, you can do a, 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 what's that word for it? A, a petition for it to be, um, a, yeah, an, an historical site a lot earlier if you feel like the hotel is being threatened. So, like, I don't think they're... Mm. Obviously, we can do, like... Oh, yeah, we should have done our little research on that. But I know that, like, if the hotel was in uh, was in a uh, threat where, you know, like, when some crazy rich-ass contractor wants to tear it down and build something else for it, they can definitely fight for that and have it um, mm-hmm. declare a historical site a lot earlier. But who knows? Maybe they just felt like we didn't need to do that, you know, or what have you. Well, the, the hotel is of course still running till this day and it's 
always busy whenever I pass. It's always, like, crowded. Of course, not during, like, this pandemic, yeah. but overall, like, it's usually very packed and very busy. Um, the rooms, I think, from my scene, is that they update the rooms pretty... They do. I like, frequently. Up. Like, yeah. it, it's definitely... You don't go in and you think, wow, this is very run down or anything. Mm. It's very posh, very... Um, it looks like a castle. You go in and you feel like you're still in a castle. Mm. <laughs> It's yeah. really nice. I was looking into it too, just to kind of see, and they you're you're not wrong. Like they are they are very up to date with everything that they do, which is really nice. They're constantly keeping updated, coming and keeping it like up to date in terms of style, um, technology wise, um, you know all that stuff. And what's interesting though mm-hmm. is it's it sh- it still shocks me by how much money that they charge, and people are like, yeah, it's totally worth the price. Like why not? You know. It's about 300 Ooh. bucks a night to stay there. And apparently, if you want a breakfast, it's an additional $40. Ooh, I'm like, breakfast. right? I'm like, what are you giving me? Pot of gold? With real gold? Like, who knows? <laughs> maybe, you know? maybe there is sprinkled gold on it. <laughs> Seriously. But, but because of how big and beautiful this hotel is, they have some interesting, really famous like guests have stayed there. Um, for example, we had Shirley Temple that stayed there. She's the renowned uh, child actress. She's known for her role in Bright Eyes and The Little Princess. We have Harry Belafour. Belafont. Belafont, who is a singer, mm-hmm. apparently. We had Roger Moose. More. Whoops. <laughs> 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 My bad. And... Um, I'm going to let you continue off the list because I'm definitely going to butcher half of these names. And these bears are going to be coming for me. Watch, I'm going to be haunted tonight. These bears are going to be coming for me. Same again, we have Roger Moore, renowned actor, best known for his reprisal of secret British agent James Bond. Smokey Robinson, renowned Motown singer and leader for The Miracle. Joseph Karsh, who is often described as the greatest portrait photographer of the 20th century. Herbert Hoover, 31st president of the U.S. from 1929 to 1933. Prime Minister Winston Churchill of the United Kingdom, 1940 to 1945, and also 1951 to 1955. King George. I actually don't know the number. I can't read Roman numerals. <laughs> it, it's okay. I think it says five or six. Whoop. I'm sure we got that wrong. <laughs> oh, well, we got King George. So, a King George of the United Kingdom between 1936 and 1952. Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom, who's 1952, and she's still in power, present, alive and well. Uh, Nelson Mandela, anti apartheid revolutionary and first president of South Africa, 1994 to 1999. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the main reason why we're here. We were given all backstory, given all the little details of the cute hotel, but the real reason why we're here is because we've been told this hotel's haunted. However, however, we haven't been able to find any real evidence that this hotel is truly haunted. The most claims that we got from people is that they feel like they're being watched when they're in their quarters or in the hallways. 
a lot of people claim that throughout the hotel they feel like they've they felt like they've been touched um but that's usually in their hotel room and i was watching a youtube video where this guy had mentioned that this guy said that his um, shaving kit jumped off the counter of his bathroom and crashed onto the floor but he knew it was like safe and tucked away because it was behind the faucet which i mean again it could be vibration from the hotel so who knows um another story that i found online was that apparently this person has stayed there but they knew nothing of the hotel's history of it being haunted and what have you but he claimed that when he woke up in the middle of the night he felt someone sitting on a bed in, in sorry sitting on his bed and when he looked around he didn't see anyone there um but that's like literally all i could find that was as concrete as to the hotel is haunting um like i don't know it makes me wonder because it's like is it even actually haunted or do we think it's haunted because the fact that we have this knowledge at the, like subconsciously we're like yeah this hotel is haunted so things are happening so things should be happening or you or you know like you feel like things should happen because it's considered haunted but like none of the stuff that we found was malicious or like um you know concerns evil and they weren't doing no exorcism thing where people are spinning 360 on um on onto the ceiling or what have you <laughs> so i you know it begs the question like there's no actual proof either that it's even actually Char um charles hayes we don't actually even no, know if it's really him mm -hmm. and on top of this nobody has ever really talked to this charles either and confirmed that it was him so i don't know it makes me wonder like what are your thoughts on it lynn well, it does definitely seem like it's a lot of speculation that it's him. Obviously, this hotel is very old. Um, I believe it's like over 100 years old by now. And a lot of people have stayed there. So I'm sure at some point, someone may have died, maybe a couple. Like, it's not uncommon for some passway in a hotel. So it honestly could be anyone, really. Right. But at the same time, like going back to what you said earlier, where you said um, usually a ghost needs something to connect itself to a space to haunt it. So at the same time, I know that that's what we know, but at the same time, like, how are we even sure that's what they need to stay in a certain space, right? This is true so, now. Like, maybe because that's all speculations on our part we don't really know if a ghost or a spirit needs something of to, theirs yeah, to, to stay within uh, a space but i think uh, it, it's also mm -hmm. interesting though too because they're saying it's only certain floors so then it makes you mm -hmm. wonder like okay um because you know again we usually go back to what we normally know and obviously this is this is, these are not really proven this is just what we speculate that usually if something happens on that floor where their spirit is trapped on that floor right so i think some people are saying that it was on the 14th mm -hmm. floor that's really haunted i don't know how big this hotel is but it sounds ginormous if there's 14 floors already mm -hmm. i've never been in it myself so i can't really say i just know it looks like very it's a giant massive huge castle. outside yeah yeah, yeah so it's, it's quite interesting like and then it also makes you wonder too like what if it's not even him that's haunting the hotel but maybe when they originally built the hotel there was death on the grounds of that hotel. Mm -hmm. So there was that thought because it is a really whole old hotel and that obviously that land has been there forever. 
So it makes you wonder too, like what was there prior to that? We 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 don't even know. We don't even know what happened prior to that, you know. And so like yeah, so like so it makes me interested to ask you like why is considered haunted aside from and then oh back up a little bit. I've seen an interview where the uh, manager of the hotel says she's been there for 15 years. And she also says that she doesn't really believe it to be haunted either. As she feels the odd time that someone's watching her. But in the odd occasion that she felt like she'd been touched. But nothing drastic enough that she feels like is truly haunted. Well, like, what is her definition of haunted? Because a lot of people think haunted means, like, something bad will happen. She literally just said that she also felt that sometimes she felt like she was touched or walked. So, Well, this is true now. Like, so that's basically saying, like, yes, you have felt a presence there. Well, this is true. So, it's just that I didn't do anything bad. Right. And what's interesting, too, is that... um, People say they feel it throughout the hotel. So it really makes me wonder, like, how far does this particular spirit travel? You know, like... I throughout the whole hotel, really. Right. But again, like, going back to what we have always speculated, they're always usually, usually, from what we hear, they're trapped in one particular area, right? So it's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. too. It makes me wonder, um, you know, like, how is this... Maybe there's more than one, and they just assume it's the same one. Possibly, or it is just the one, but like that, there, there, because it's such an old spirit, it's able to go around the entirety of the hotel. Which it's interesting because, like, uh, I remember watching an episode of Supernatural because you know I refer all my stuff to Supernatural, <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying that if a spirit stays on Earth for too long. They actually become malicious, even though they weren't originally in a malicious spirit. Because I guess they see life past them and they can't be a part mm-hmm. of it. And I think there's a window as to when they're supposed to cross over. And if they don't cross over, they end up becoming a malicious spirit. So it makes me wonder um, as to why the spirit has never become malicious. I mean, obviously, those are speculation. We don't actually know if this is true mm-hmm. or not, right? But based on many, many horror movies and many, many crazy films, that's what usually what happens to them. So, I'm intrigued. I mean, would you ever want to stay there and find out? I mean, like, let's say, let's put the cost aside. Let's say we were sponsored to stay there. Would you want to stay there and find out? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would. (laughs) Why not? I, I would be intrigued to stay there for sure. I definitely would be. Um, Yeah, I definitely would be because, like, that would be interesting. Like, um, real quick, uh, before we sign off here, I remember my friend and I stayed at a hotel in Albuquerque, and when we went there, we had no clue that this entire town was basically haunted. No clue. Like, there was hotels that were built on top of cemeteries and on top of, like, you know, like, previous jail cell asylums. Like, it was ridiculous. So we don't know that all these places were haunted. And we're passing by, like, Three haunted places all in a row, not realizing. And even if it wasn't haunted, the fact that it was built on a mental asylum or it was built on a cemetery, like, that's some some crazy-ass potion for crazy shit to happen. So, um, would I be staying there? Heck no, now that I know this. But I remember, and I feel like maybe this is what probably happens to the people that stayed at the uh, uh, the Fairmont Hotel as well, too. Um, I remember when I was staying there, little things kept happening to me. And I couldn't figure out why. So it would be, like, really, really simple. Like, 
I plug my charger in this outlet and it's unplugged on the floor on the opposite end of the room. Or like I put something down and then I was moved to a different table. Or like um, I turned the TV on but now it's off. Even though we didn't put on the timer either. So that was interesting. Um, and then at times, randomly, the, the toilet would flush itself. And then at one point, I could have sworn the light turned on in the, to in, um, in the bathroom. And then there was another point where I left the bathroom light on and it was turned off. And I remember asking my friend this whole time, like, why did you do it? Or like, you know, did you do this? And she'd be so confused though, because she's like, I didn't do this. Are you sure you just didn't remember it wrong? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, I could have. I mean, who knows, right? So I didn't think much of it. Tell me how, when we decided to go on our little tour, people were telling me that the hotel itself was haunted. So my guess is probably is what has happened at the Fairmont that it's not crazy enough that people are like, oh yeah, I don't want to stay there anymore. It's crazy. It's just part of the little things that they questioned their insanity about and then just moved on with their days. <laughs> uh, that's my guess, you know, but it's an interesting story and it kind of disappointed me a little bit that we didn't get more out of it because you know, you figure a guy dying on the Titanic, that's already an interesting story alone. And then you get the fact that he's possibly haunting the hotel. I mean, that's a double, that's a double, like, yes. But then nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But yet it's considered. You're thinking there are stories about it. Mm hmm. Considering it's said to be the most haunted hotel in Canada or whatever. Right. But like, where are all the stories? Like, there's like it's so hard to find them if there are they if they are out there, mm -hmm. we can't find them. Right. So it's very interesting. But with that being said, we're gonna wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for joining in on our first episode of Fear Feeding Friday. My name is Lena. My name's Lynn. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.